Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours for anybody that gives a crap as we bid farewell to the NFL season. It is a wrap. It is over. And the Los Angeles Rams are your Super Bowl champions. 23-20, the final. Phenomenal job. And I got to give credit where credit is due. You guys had been saying all last week, if there was one aspect of the game where there was a decided advantage by either team, it was the Rams D-line versus the Bengals O-line. And and apparently that turned out to be a big deal because uh, Joe Burrow was beat up and it was the final play of the game. Aaron Donald, just a stud through and through, uh, impacting that final play and the Rams get it done. Go ahead, Brady. I, I mean, I, I think the way I'd respond to that is, is what changed in the first half and second half. Because in the first half, you're watching the Bengals' offensive line and they're holding their own. I think they only gave up one sack. Burrow was getting the ball out of his hand quick. And not that they were, you know, having necessarily issues moving the football, but they were negating the impact of that. Second half comes around, and it, it just it, you got the sense that it was, a, I mean, a combination of a number of things. Raheem Morris made some adjustments with the way in which they rushed, the way they lined up their front, the stunts and games, all that good stuff. I thought Burrow held on to the football too long, and the pressure got to him. There was missed reads, inaccurate throws. I, I, I would I'd venture to say this. I thought that was one of Burrow's worst performances, especially in the second half of the season, but in, in the playoffs too. He just did not look himself, even in the beginning. First fourth and one they went for, has Higgins wide open on the sidelines, tries to force the ball back inside, ball batted down, turnover on downs. Uh, and so like, I'm not trying to take away any credit from the Rams. That was a decisive mismatch they got the job done, in particular in the second half. But that wasn't the same Joe Burrow either that we've seen throughout the course of the season and in playoffs. Oh, I, I, I'll go back to where you talked about the, the adjustments by Raheem Morris. I, I think that that was – I think that was the difference in the game. The, the Rams' offense clearly struggled um, the entire game. I mean, they, they never seemed to find a real rhythm – and so it turned into what was seemingly uh, a Rams defense versus a a Bengals a Bengals offense, and that was was going to be the deciding factor. I mean, give give Cooper Cup credit. I mean, he was given the MVP award. I, I I would fall on the side of disagreeing with that, but that's what you come to to recognize. Um, I, well, who would I, you have given it to instead? Oh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. And the reason why is when you're talking about even if you don't get the statistical categories that's connected to it, there were three dudes. There were three dudes at times blocking that man in the Super Bowl. Like in the Super Bowl, there were three dudes. I counted at least four or five times where there were at least three guys that were in his face at one point in time. And so when you look at how this game went, and how it was dictated, it was dictated by what they did up front for, for the Rams. It was not dictated by the Rams' offense. And and the catalyst of that was 100% Aaron Donald in terms of what his presence was, what what the impact was, and how that kind of led to those stunts did work. They started to work because when they started stunning, they realized that, you know, Raheem Morris realized that you can't triple team him if we start stunting this way. 
and it created those one-on-one opportunities. And and that's that's brilliance, really. It's simple. It's simplicity because it's it's all right. What do I need to do to get all of these guys off of Aaron? And he did it. And those guys were getting home. You you saw you know Von Miller played at a different speed last night. He made some pretty pretty nice plays, some pretty good pressures. Same with with uh, Leonard. It it just to me. I thought that the defense versus the the Rams defense versus the Bengals was really the the storyline of this game, and also uh, the OBJ injury uh, felt like oh, that, that was that that's was sad. There there was a big part. divide between that game when OBJ was in the game and then afterwards Stafford. But I, I didn't think Stafford, different ball game, right? Yeah, like, I, I, I think you can make the case the Rams may run away with it if OBJ stayed healthy the way he was impacting the game. Yeah, it, it looked it looked ugly for it looked like it was going that way for Cincinnati. It looked a lot like the Kansas City game at times and and he he was the best receiver on the field when he was out there as far as explosiveness goes. And then he gets hurt and you just knew it was a bad one cuz the way he went down and he grabbed it. And is that the yeah. same is that the same knee that he did uh, uh, in Cleveland? I, 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 I know I know when Burrow went down his was the opposite of yeah. the one he injured. But the only thing I – this is the part I hate about it is it was ugly. It looked bad. You felt awful for him. But there's probably a city in Ohio that was like, meh. He had it coming to him. Yeah. As bad as – I mean, look, I'm just – I'm not saying – I'm just saying that is how some people felt based on him getting out of Cleveland. And I know he talked about it this past week. But we, we talked about it before. Like, he gets blamed for everything. And in this instance, like, you, you, you couldn't feel – could feel anything but bad for him. I'd say besides a lot of people who maybe are some Browns fans that didn't like his, his time there. Am I horrible for asking this question? Will his cry face be the next big meme? Will, no, will, no, because they won. Like, if they lost, <laughs> I think you would have seen some Browns fans put it together and make that go viral. But they won. Like, see, he got what he wanted. He got you, what you he still, wanted in the you end. Still don't think, I mean, Michael Jordan was never a loser, hey, but know, his, his to, cry face meme became very famous. Huh? To, to I Lamar, don't know. To Lavar's point, that was uh, there was a lot there. I mean, look, I, I understand. You know, they won the Super Bowl, but yeah. Jesus, that cry uh, face, that cry face <laughs> meme is coming. I, I, I don't know how it's going to be used. Uh, Brady's right; man. they did win, but <laughs> God dang, that was a cry. Well, that, if that wasn't a cry okay. face, I ain't never seen one. That, 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 that was comparable to Kim Kardashian's crap face. If you ask me. To, to your point, though, isn't Jordan's taken from after he won a championship? Well, well maybe. I, I think Jordan's was at the Hall of Fame. It, it yeah, was the Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. A higher moment, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and so this one was, you know, uh, you know, a Super Bowl, and hey, you know, congratulations to OBJ. Congra- by the way, congratulations to the Rams, who, uh, yeah. you know, they've been maxing out their credit cards for years now, and I guess yeah. pa- apparently it finally paid off. They, well, uh, and they of get course, a Super the NFL Bowl. gave them a little uh, quick help me with the uh, – a defensive holding that. Wasn't. What do you mean? Oh. What, what are you talking yeah. about? Was there a blown God. call by an official in that game? I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, look, I'll just say this because I'm not I'm not an expert in officiating. But Mike Pereira has come out and said that's not defensive holding. He was the VP of officiating of the league. So if you don't believe me, at least look at his explanation on Twitter. I would just say this. My biggest issue was you didn't call it the entire game for both sides. You didn't call it. And then in that moment, in that instance, when it's going to largely tilt the advantage to the Rams, you make that questionable call? Like, that's what I hate about it is you, you let them play and, and, and spare me the whole, well, what about the T. Higgins play after the, you know, at the beginning of the second half? Look, 
it happened all game long. It maybe didn't look quite as blatant like that because it was out on an island, but they let those dudes play the entire game. <laughs> but the T. Higgins makes your point. <laughs> the no, T. The T. Higgins no, no call, like, the lack of a call, it makes the point. It's like they, they could remember when Aaron Donald got into it with Isaiah Prince and the offensive and there the were no flags, no flags thrown. They could have thrown it like in the regular oh, season. 100%. That was a, it was a point of emphasis. Absolutely. And you didn't see it. And so now we're going to go, we're going to call a ticky tack one. And, and look, the other one on Bates, that's, that's PI, like bottom line. No one's going no to disagree with that. But the reality is, that's my problem with that play is you didn't call it the entire game. And then you make a ticky tack call like that. I just I, – I hated it for the Bengals. I hated it for the game. I hate it for the NFL, but the reality is that's where the NFL is at. They will not invest in trying to fix this and trying to improve this or make it better, and it stinks. It really does. Well, because they know we're not going anywhere. It, like it, We're just going to continue to keep watching. And so, well, it, it'll keep benefiting the Rams, too. It's not like that helped them, you know. Well, yeah, look, and I got news for you. For, for Rams fans saying that, uh, and that, that's, that's, that's a good point, because for Rams fans saying, well, what about that face mask and all that, like yeah. you pointed out? Yeah, what about the NFC title game? All right, yeah. so we're even here. In fact, you're plus one, so they're due a terrible call next year. So I don't want to hear anybody bitching about uh, what happened when it comes to the Rams. Uh, as far as um, uh, Sean, and we'll get into all the, uh, the rumors as what's going to happen uh, you know, towards the the Rams' future and all that. This justifies every move, every draft pick, everything they've done to try and build this roster. We're all good here, right? Now, you, you now, now they hope, can go forward. You, you have to hope that it builds the reputation strong enough for in which it's a perfect market to want to come to, right? So you don't you're not going to have a problem recruiting guys to want to come play for this team. But it's just a matter of in terms of what what these these contracts represent some of these guys are going to have to want to stay in order for them to stay. Yeah. And that, and that's going to have to be the conversation. So does this win justify the conversations to say, Hey, listen, we want you to stay here. We want to try to get a run out of this. Does that, does this win do that for this team? And and that would be to me, the biggest question moving forward. You know what it is for me? L.A. is the type of place where they'll be like that one great party, but they're not following it up with like another one the next day or like a next week. It's like, oh, no, man, we're going to take a month off. You know, that was just that was too crazy. <laughs> like, that's how I view the Rams. What like, hey, <laughs> we went we went in all in on this. <laughs> Might be a few years before we make it back to this thing. All right. Like, you know, you can you can say the NFC. I think it might be an easier path as compared to the AFC to get to a Super Bowl because if you look at the AFC, there's a bunch of stud quarterbacks, young stud quarterbacks there. NFC maybe not so much. I met Josh but Allen. Well, well Josh just, Allen's in the AFC. And yeah, I'm not saying the AFC has more. Yeah, no. I just met him on Saturday. You did? Yeah. I did. That was pretty cool. He was very, a very nice dude, too. Gracious he's a great dude. dude. He's a big yeah. dude, too, big right? Dude, he's right? a big dude. Yeah. Could you imagine trying to tackle his – and by the way, he can shake a little. Like, he's yeah. not like a yeah. stiff white dude. Like, he can move around. Hey. Yeah, there were some hey. pretty – some decent-sized quarterbacks, though. Birdo. You know. Racist. I, yeah, thank okay. you. Jesus. What? What's wrong with stiff white guys? Racist. Oh, I'm geez. one of them. You don't think I'm, the, I'm, I'm one of them. I got news for you. The guy from Weekend at Bernie's made a career out of being a stiff white guy. He huh? did, but he was, was loose, actually, though. Was he was flimsy, though. Well, you know yeah, he was mean. loose. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of loose. It, yeah. it wasn't a rigor mortis. That's, yeah, it yeah, wasn't rigor mortis. That's a good point. Yeah. I need to work on my rigor mortis material. In all serious, like, 
It's like, all right, we, we did it. I mean, they did it before they made it to one, and they did the same scenario. <laughs> and then it took them a few years to come back, right? Like, it's like, hey, party's over. Oh, it's too much. We can't do this two nights in a row. By the way, I, I love the body shot there by Brady on the city of L.A. He just spent a I'm week here. He just wanted to point out. Uh, so you're, what you're saying is that the city of L.A. doesn't have the stomach and or liver to have consecutive bangers. Like, that, that's what you're saying when it comes to yes, parties. That okay. is correct. Very I don't good. care. We can talk about whatever we want. We're not going to. We're going to see coaches leave the staff. We're going to see players move on in free agency. Hell, we might see some guys retire, like Whitworth, maybe Aaron Donald. You you will see that. I don't. I don't care what they want to say. They'll have to recruit a new crop of guys to come in. But yeah, and they might make it back here in a few years. But the NFC West is tough, and I just think it's it's L.A. Man, like. You know, they're good for one one good party. Yeah. It might take a little time to bring it back. There's only one L.A. I like. Yeah, thank Ain't you. that right, Stan? Thanks, right. buddy. Yeah, thank you better you. believe it. Appreciate uh, that. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We're also going to uh, now have a conversation about the future in Los Angeles because apparently uh, there were a couple of uh, reports and uh, rumors that came out over the weekend regarding uh, Aaron Donald and then also Sean McVay. Uh, let's uh, first start with the Aaron Donald uh, discussion. Um, this was uh, Rodney Harrison who said before the game that he talked to Aaron Donald and he said if he won a Super Bowl, he would consider walking away. Anybody buying it? Anybody I think buy there's legitimacy? It. I buy too? it. I buy it 100. He's a Hall of Famer first ballot right now. With his, yes. with his right now. He, and by the way, I, I don't think he needed Super Bowl either. <laughs> He's a seven-time All-Pro. How many times has he been defensive player there? Three. Yeah. Uh, yes. And he probably should have been. He, it could have like easily LeBron, been four. He, dude, it could have been every year. It could have been he, every year. Yeah. He's like LeBron James. LeBron James could be the MVP every single year, but they're just not going to give it to him every single year. That's how Aaron Donald is. Like, to, to LeVar's point, you could make a case. He, he was the best player on the field for the Rams. Now, I would say this. As good as he was, who had two sacks, Von Miller had two sacks. Like, you could probably make a case for some other guys. The reality was Cooper Cup on that final drive was everything. And so I, I could see why you're justifying, you know, him winning it. Because it wasn't just the catches and, by the way, countless catches between the penalties and all that that offset some stuff. But even the rush on fourth down, like giving it – that was the dude you dialed it up for. But he, he would, he'd be a Hall of Famer first ballot even without this win. He, he's had that sort of career already. He's only 30 years old. He's got 98 career sacks already as yeah, an interior but, I lineman. Mean, I, I mean, not saying Good I'm God, comparing, man. but I, I retired before 30. I, I, mm. I, think, I think he's had such – a prolific career and to get a Super Bowl if there's anybody who knows how hard it is what that grind is to be able to get there it's him <laughs> it's yeah. him when he hurt his ribs in, in, in last year's playoffs you knew that that was going to impact the Rams and they sure enough lost the next game uh and and looking at what he's been able to do in terms of him being the catalyst. I mean, he's just the catalyst of this team. I mean, it just is what it is. He is the heart and soul. He is the engine that that drives that vehicle. And and, and that's I mean, just hands down. So to me, if if he felt like what he has to deal with, again, 
if you're counting multiple times, it's enough to have to deal with one 300-plus-pound man. And, and, and put it to you this way, I, I know I, at one point in time, I actually had to deal with triple teams at one point in time. Yes, it might be hard to believe, but even at the pro level, I was pretty good at one point where I was commanding three guys hit me during any given play. That is a load on your body when those men lean on you and you get no no rest action from it. Like, I engage, you put your weight on me, I get off, and now I'm running. That's about it. When you have that happen three times and sometimes all at once, that's a lot. That's a lot for anyone. So when you're a lineman and you're undersized, Aaron Donald is undersized. He's basically a linebacker. He's like, he's like put if you took London Fletcher – and put him as a down lineman, right? It's like if you took a middle linebacker, really, and put them as a defensive lineman, that's what Aaron Donald really is. And his ability to be able to do what he does, overpower guys, get around them, I mean, I, I, I just have not seen a player like him. Like I know we were asking questions, is he better than Sapp or is he better than John Randall and stuff. I've just not seen a player – as dominant as Aaron Donald, I, I think I'm just being honest. I don't know that I've ever seen a player as dominant as Aaron Donald on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, he's uh, he's awesome. So he's made close to a hundred million in career earnings, which I would say for what he's been as a player, meaning defensive player of the year three times. Like I said, I'm pretty sure he's been at what, seven time first team All Pro. Uh, it's uh, eight time Pro Bowl or seven time first team All Pro. Yeah, that is yeah. crazy. That is unheard of. Seven man. and eight years, which so unheard of in that regard, right? And so, if you think about that, this dude's under underpaid. Yeah, <laughs> he, he should be making more money than what he's making. And the hard thing is, is he plays as as a defensive tackle. It's the edge rushers that typically are pushing the envelope of what those guys get paid. And so I would say, like, maybe this is a negotiation ploy Ooh, to a degree. I like it. Why, why didn't you I ask know. for the music? I like this. Well, right, yeah, can we get I a little he... Robert Stack, please? Uh, <laughs> yeah. or, or, or the uh, – okay. I'll yeah. say that or my, my Irish heritage. This makes very good I, sense. He, he restructured his contract where he only got paid, I think, 1.8, 1.9 salary this year. Now, it's smart to do that for this reason. Your bonus money, your marketing money, if you have a home elsewhere, you're not getting taxed on that state income tax. So instead of getting, you know, eight, nine game checks now in the state of California that are being taxed heavily and your other eight or nine, depending on how many home and away with 17 games, being taxed where you play, he's getting that bonus money wherever he claims is, is his residence. I don't know where that is. Could be Florida. Could be somewhere, no, you know, non-income tax state. state yeah state income but but i think if he's contemplating that at 30 he's probably saying like i need to be paid more dude like i am that good and he has been that good where he should be paid i, I mean I, I i don't know what number you want to throw on it i think his cap hit for next year is like 20 some million he should be like a 30 million dollar a year player he's that darn good jeez you know, the, the the cool thing about A.D. is that, again, he can play every single position up front. 
what 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 gives you the ability to do so many different things is that he can do as effective a job from left to right, from inside to outside, and and he is relentless. And you're right. I mean, the, I think the biggest question here is is how do you how do you apply your price tag to him because he's listed as as an interior lineman. But he's really he's really a, a a edge rusher as well. He's he's a he's I mean he's he checks off different boxes. You give edge rushers more money than you give interior linemen. He's also durable. He doesn't miss games. He's he doesn't missed, miss he, games. He's missed like uh, three four games his, uh, his entire he career. Don't miss games. And so, look, I, I mean, and to, here's the the funny thing about this because Brady, you mentioned, well, he didn't need the Super Bowl to be a Hall of Famer. Isn't that kind of crap that there there are certain positions where the the Super Bowl isn't doesn't impact how you feel about him like it is a quarterback like people look last night and they go well Stafford's got a Super Bowl maybe now he's a Hall of Famer it may impact the conversations later down the road it may because he was the starting QB for a defensive lineman though like why why is that even like I just I think we look at it differently as a defensive lineman when you see an interior defensive lineman nobody says I think it matters less yeah I think it matters less for other positions I think for quarterbacks it matters more because we're having this conversation now because the narrative is well Matt Stafford's now a Hall of Famer just because he won a Super Bowl and and I'm not look I'm not here to make a case whether he is or isn't because statistically he'll have an argument and now he's got the Super Bowl, so he'll have an argument. But the truth is, is how many years are you saying he was a top five quarterback? I'm saying, meaning you would take him over any of the other guys that were in the league. I don't know that there's ever been a year you'd say that. Maybe this year you'd say that. And maybe you're, we're blaming that on the fact that he got drafted to Detroit. But he did play with the Hall of Famer his entire career. Agreed. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to say that, let's also acknowledge the fact that he was throwing up a football to a six five six six absolute freak of nature first ballot Hall of Famer and Calvin Johnson. I witnessed it firsthand thrown into double coverage. Didn't matter. Calvin go make a play. So I, I just think that's an argument for another time, another day when his career is over. But I think it matters more for quarterbacks than it does for other positions. Um, and, and then when it comes to uh, just the uh, the Aaron Donald situation, he was asked about it, of course, afterwards uh, about the retirement rumor. Here's what he had to say. You had talked about wanting to possibly call it a day and retire after this. What do you think? I'm in a moment. I'm just enjoying this right now with these guys. When my kids come on the field. This is the promise I made to my daughter when she was five. So you're going to play in the confetti for a minute, man. And I'm just going to live in a moment. So there was Aaron Donald with NBC afterwards. So what are we thinking yeah. here? Let's say, you know, talk to my she agent. really, <laughs> she really irritated him too, by gonna, the way. She really uh, irritated uh, him. Like, <laughs> really, like, I, really, you're going to laugh and smile right now and just ask me this. Huh? Well, Can I have this moment, well, please? Well, I mean, I want to ask you, I mean, is, are we thinking like Wednesday or Thursday before uh, Aaron Donald's agent, uh, you know, gives Les Snead a call and says, uh, hmm, I, I would reverse that. What do you think? I would 10, reverse that. 10, 12 million more a year? What are we thinking? I here? would say when is Snead going to call Aaron Donald's representation and say, let's let's figure out what's going on here? Because I don't want to, I don't want to leave anything to speculation or to chance. Like what, what, is, what is Aaron thinking? What, what are you guys thinking? Yeah. We need to make sure that we, we on the same page here because that guy's just way too important to what we got going on. What, what do you think? He, like, if we had to just guess, what do you think annual salary is going to be for Aaron Donald? It, it would is, have to be higher than any defensive player in the game, which is what twenty five. He's at twenty two five right now. 
All right. He's scheduled to make his cap hit next year will be like 26.7. Now, only 9.2 is in base salary. So that's what's going to hit the salary cap. They could restructure again if they want because they've backloaded it where 2023, 2024, he's, he's making $14 million each of those, those two years because he's under contract for three more years. But, I, I mean, look, man, he, he deserves however much they want to pay him. He, to me, is as good of a player as I think we've ever seen in the NFL. Yeah, it's uh, it's just phenomenal to see uh, him play like that. And you know what's great about him, too? As much as you can count on him making a play to impact a game, he's in a fight every single game. There is a skirmish every single game with Aaron Donald. He just he just he but, wants to fight linemen. It's he's not that it. he wants to fight linemen. It's that they have to fight Aaron Donald. <laughs> 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 like, it's great. It's Every not game. that he wants to be in a fight. <laughs> it's that you have to fight him. <laughs> like, l- let me put the let me put this in 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 like terms where people can understand it. All right. By the way, how'd you how'd Penn State let him get away? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that, I mean, that, I mean, Pitt Pitt got him. Yeah, I mean, but he was not very highly recruited. He was not very high. He was he was good in high school. He was he wasn't one of the greatest. He was really good in high school. Um, anyway, the the point, what the point am I making here? You, you got when when you put a guy when you when, all right. Here's where I was going with this. Here's where I was going with this because I got to be careful as to how I present this. Right? I almost feel like it would be the equivalent. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to do it. Uh, I'm not, let's Berto, go to break. You got let's, a problem. Let's no, go to, I don't, I don't even want to do it. No. I, I would just say this: if you put, if you put like a say like a grizzly bear of some sort into a uniform, <laughs> <laughs> all right, and you put that grizzly bear in inside of like the trenches. And that that grizzly bear is chasing the ball, and that's like a piece of salmon or or, or whatever it may be that they where they go up upstream. What are those? I don't know what those yeah, are. I salmon, think it's salmon, trout. Yeah, trout maybe. Yeah. But anyway, goldfish. You're gonna have to fight a bear if you're gonna if you're tasked to to protect your your quarterback that looks like salmon to him <laughs> or the ball in his hand looks like salmon. You're gonna have to fight that bear. You can't just block the bear. You can't you can't just try to let me just impede the the progress of this bear. You're going to have to fight for your life <laughs> against that bear. And that's the, that's the, I, I feel like at, at the risk of, of oh, getting man. the button hit by Berto here. Right. I, I honestly believe in order to have a chance against Aaron Donald, you have to fight him. <laughs> you can't block him. You have to fight him. He is terrifying, man. He's absolutely terrifying. I, I met him one time. I met him one time, and I shook his hand. First off, he's got big features, right? But then when you – like, his hands are as big as hell is what I'm trying to say, all right, right? So then, secondly, when you touch him, you're, like, literally touching something that is he, – he, he doesn't feel like he's, you know, a normal person. He just he's just he's a brick, you know. <laughs> he's a brick. Yeah. And 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 it, when a brick can move like he does, you got to fight. That's why he's in fights every single game. 
is because you have to fight Aaron Donald. You yeah. don't block Aaron Donald. No, he's awesome, man. He, and, and really fun to watch. Yeah, he's from it's, Pittsburgh. Uh, so it's like kind of like a water thing, although I don't think most of us got that type of water. Out, out of the river. Yeah, he doesn't look like know. he eats uh, very many Primanti brothers. you see that, that water company called Liquid Death? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a water company called Liquid Death. And it has a skull on it? I think so. And it's like and the it's kids like, were drinking it, and they're com- it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like mountain like, water. What the hell is yeah, this? Yeah, same here. Yeah, what, I almost bought doing? one the other day. What are we doing now? Like, like we're just—it's all for shock value. We've got kids drinking something that says "Liquid Death" on it, but just it's, so they it's get the pure. marketing and Jeez. branding out. <laughs> this is me, Pac-Man. <laughs> uh, there's some liquid what has happened death to this country. <laughs> hey, 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 Brady, there's some liquid death on television right now. I'll tell you that. I yeah, I, I know what hour went. Total, yeah, I, I total liquid death. I, yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, hey, buddy. Oh my goodness! Hey, while you're down there. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I would ask you guys this. Um, Evan McPherson staying on the field at halftime to watch the halftime show and not being in the locker room with his teammates. How's that land with everybody? It's an all-timer. Like... (laughs) He's a gangster, dude. He, I mean, because if you're Zach Taylor, the guy hasn't missed all postseason, didn't miss in this game. If you're Zach Taylor and you're like, yeah, that's what he needs to do to keep his, his vibe or whatever it is, like, what are you going to say? He's a kicker. It's not like he needs to go in there for any adjustments. Correct. And, Correct. And, 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 you know, we assume they'll be back to the Super Bowl. We don't know that. So I, I actually think it was one of the funnier, cooler things that you're kind of like, all right, that just – it kind of goes to show you, too, this, that's how this team is. Like, that was a very, very loose team all year long, uh, and, and, and that's the epitome of that. Uh, all right, so the, the idea of going as, – as Brady mentioned, the idea of halftime adjustments is generally very, very specific. You have two different sides of the locker room, all right? One is the offensive side, one is the defensive side, and it's very, very intense the way that the coaches try to come in and give you the adjustments or talk to you about what's going on within that small period of time. A lot of times you will see specialists or anybody that doesn't really play or to to me, whatever it may be, they generally congregate in, in the training room. They'll get out of the way, or they'll be standing yeah. out in the hallway, like well, because they go out earlier anyway. They go out earlier anyway, and and so for him to stick around and be able to say to his kids, and and as he gets older, that he stood around and and saw you know that performance with with those iconic figures. I mean, it it, it does continue to drive home the point that <laughs> they aren't as as they're not full football players they're, they don't go in the category <laughs> they're not and, and i know that's dangerous that's dangerous in in this day and age because i could get canceled out 
So I'm going to just leave it at that. But I'm just yeah. – well, the, the kickers union is hey, going to come after I them. mean, they what, might – what, what aren't they, LeVar? What aren't they? They're, yeah. they're not people. Yeah. Hey, there it <laughs> oh, is. Yes. yes. Come on, man. You baited me all the way into it, and I went right there. Hold them real. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so the idea of it is, is that the only way that would have mattered is if he had missed. And that, that's the bottom line of it. Like, it's all fun and games – until he misses. I, I kind of think, though, you should be in there with your teammates. E- e- like, even yeah, though. They're not looking for like, him. They don't care. Yeah, they're not looking for him. They don't care. Yeah, but you don't think there's there's one or two teammates who see this afterwards and so we're in there at the Super Bowl and you don't want to be with us. You want to go. You want to sit if there If that's and watch. your biggest, if you're one of those starters on offense he, or defense or even on special teams. Yeah. You're not, if that's your main focus then you guys are in trouble. Here's what I'll say. So the halftime pregames obviously are longer than they normally are for the players, right? And I remember talking to Russell Wilson about this. He said, I was told by older veteran guy who'd been before when we went to the first one to literally go take everything off, go shower, go get taped again, and like start it over. It's so long you have time to do that. And so that was like, that was what he ended up doing. I wonder if he was like, it's such a long halftime. I'd rather stay out on the field and get warmed up, which you can't obviously tell, but with the majority of the performance being on the actual field of play, I'm sure he had enough room on the sidelines to kind of stay loose, go through another routine to warm up. I wonder if that was part of it. We make a big deal like, oh, he's going to sit there and watch. I wonder how much he actually sat there and watched or how much he was warming himself back up, stretching out, maybe even starting to go through his, his routine of kicking to get going again. Because it's, it's, just, it's just an abnormal you know, scenario with how long they're actually sitting there. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Did it, does it matter to you one way or another if he was in the locker room no, or not? No. Yeah. Like you, just you do didn't your even, job. Yeah, you didn't even have to try to do find that reasoning, and it didn't I, matter to me. I, just, I don't care if, if he if he left the stadium. Ball. I don't care if he left the stadium to go play some bets. Got and some came five back guys in. and came back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't care as long as you hit your kicks. Kicks, do whatever you want. Give wow. me some of them fries, but you better make this kick, bro. Wow, you went five guys not in and out in a game in L.A. Wow. Yeah, I'll say this much, man. In and out for the price is hard to beat. That is that is really economical. I can't believe the lines at In and Out. Like every every time I drive by one, it's All the line time. every time. Like yeah. at I mean, at some point, the fries get cold immediately. Let's go live to our. I have a thought on the fries at In and Out and a drive-through insider lead to lap well, relatedly. You, you talk about the length of the lines. I've actually been coming from an establishment with food. And stopped in the in and out the one time I saw that it was a short line. I was like, well, I got to take advantage. Yeah, you that have to. That is You're also- insane yeah. what you just said out of your mouth. <laughs> you got to take advantage when you see the short line. But Lee, you already had food, I, though. I am perplexed as to what it is that you got to get just- the animal fries, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he already had food. He's hoarding food. You got to get your fries cooked well yeah. is what you have to do. You have to ask for them to... Cook them well. And you got to do animal style for and, us. And animal style. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. What, I'm still back to being repulsed by what, <laughs> what Lee just said. Lee, you are a foul individual. I stopped. That's to why get he's it always passing gas. Just because <laughs> the line was short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
I mean, dang, Roberto teed, Roberto teed up his own fart drop there. That's the only reason and, he made that line. And what did you, he wanted to hit the fart drop? What did you get? Did you get? Did you get enough for everybody, or did you just get it for yourself? Oh, just for myself. And, and yeah, I think and I then, gave that yeah. food to somebody else. And then what exactly did you get? Like, what was what was your your choice? I think it was like a chicken teriyaki bowl. I gave. I put that in the fridge. Ate my in and out. And ate the so, and that was my later. next question. So, did you trade on the first one that you bought, and go with the In and Out? And oh, which is got, the answer was yes. Oh yeah, I ate the In and Out. Wow, he's got problems. Man. He got loyalty issues too. He does. Doc. <laughs> he does. He does. I hope, Tell me about I hope it. your people are listening to this. Like he's exposing himself at five forty two, <laughs> eight forty two on Eastern Standard Time as he to is. how disloyal this dude is. Oh like, my god! You couldn't even commit to what it is that you had originally went to get. Yeah. Wow. So, and by the way, uh, Roberto, I mean, so he he throws the teriyaki bowl in the fridge. I mean, we're going to let that slide, huh? I mean, we're going to let, uh, you know. T- Racist. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I will say this, though. To your defense, you can reheat a teriyaki bowl and it still be quality eating. Can't do that with In-N-Out. You can't do that with no, In-N-Out. can't. Once once it's gone, once the thrill is gone from in and out, it's yeah. gone. Yeah, but yeah. Um, don't bury the lead. The guy ordered food twice. I mean, that's that's it's called a bang bang. Yeah, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Okay. That's called uh, t- that's called a a, a, a mono slay. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.